What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Magic Dads Podcast. My name is Blake. I'm here with Stefan. Hello. What are we talking about today, Blake? Oh, one kind of one blah, blah, one pointed cards. But before we yeah. get into that, please subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already. Make sure you turn notifications on so that we get to annoy you every time we upload a video. That's free. If you would like to help the channel out monetarily, there is a link to our Patreon campaign down in the description of this video. You can head over there and check out all of our extra content. And with that out of the way, let's talk about the one-pointed cards. So this is part three of four about the yes. one-pointed cards. And yep. what we're kind of doing here is just going through the one-pointed cards, talking about them a little bit, and then mm -hmm. giving our opinion on whether or not they deserve their point. Mm -hmm. The independent opinion. An independent opinion. Our opinions are our own. Correct. Have we, I don't think we've disagreed on any of these yet. Not so far. I have a feeling that we're going to disagree I, on one I of also these have tonight. a feeling. <laughs> What's up first? So we ended with Merchant Scroll in the last episode, mm -hmm. which means that today, the first one we are going to talk about is Mystical Tutor. Mystical Tutor. So Mystical Tutor, um, if you recall, we had a discussion about, uh, what is that other one called? Imperial Seal. Oh, yeah. And I think a lot of the same kind of context can be applied to Mystical Tutor that applied to that in such that it is a card negative tutor. Mm -hmm. So you are spending a card to go find a card, but it doesn't go to your hand. It goes on top of your deck, which means you lose a card in the process. Yes. The difference between this and Mystical Tutor, sorry, this and Imperial Seal is that Mystical Tutor is an instant speed card. So, it, yeah. There's a lot of really fun stuff that you can do with a Mystical Tutor. For example, you can go put a Terminus on top of your deck, and then when you draw your card on your turn, you get to reveal Terminus and cast it for its miracle cost. That's fun. Mm -hmm. It also, so Mystical Tutor also does have a limit. So it does. You can find instants and sorceries. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's, it's blue, so, you know, blue's going to find instants and sorceries. Right. <laughs> The world, is, the world is your onion. Yeah. Uh, it's so there's a limit there, right? And it is face up. Your opponent gets to see what you're going to do. Yes. Um, so if you're not casting that card right away, uh, oftentimes you leave yourself open to stuff like cabal therapy. Right. You, if, if you're just getting that card so that you're setting yourself up, so it's in your hand for when you want it, your opponent can now do any number of things to your hand in between the time that you draw that card and when you decide to cast it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, blue blue doesn't care as much about card advantage as other colors. Because they have so, efficient ways to get card advantage. Yeah. Uh, if you're doing it right, you are hopefully beating your opponent in card advantage if you are playing blue. In Canadian Highlander specifically, I see Merchant Scroll get cast to find Ancestral Recall a lot. Uh, Mystical Tutor. Sorry, Mystical Tutor to, also find, to, to find Ancestral Recall a lot. Yes. Uh, it's, it's not my preferred way. Uh, but yeah, it, it sort of, it gets a lot of, it, it is a pointed card that gets a lot of pointed cards. Yep. Um, uh, there's a lot of instants and sorceries notably that are pointed. Yep. Um, and, and I have seen people cast mystical tutor for demonic tutor mm -hmm. to demonic tutor for the thing that they need. If it's yep. not an instant. Uh, it seems so inefficient. Uh, it's it's not mana efficient that's for sure and it's like obviously not card efficient but sometimes you just need to do it like mm. if you're going to if you if you're going to win the game sometimes you got to pay the cost to be the boss 
and, and this sort of like highlights the fact that a lot of the best cards in the format, or at least a lot of the pointed cards in the format, are instants and sorceries. Yes, it, it does. And I think that that's, you know, uh, Mystical Tutor um, was on the most re- most recent points change. It was two points for a very mm-hmm. long time. And it yeah. has been reduced to one singular point. Yes. Also, in that points change, all of the decisions were unanimous except for this one. Yeah, this was there was a single dissenting opinion. Yeah, there was a single dissenting opinion, which means that one person did not want this to go to one point. Correct. They wanted it to stay at two. Um which is sort of understandable given like what strategies abuse this card. Mm-hmm. Um and, and especially if you are a person who has recently died to it or plays it a lot and understands some of the power the of power it. The power of it. Yep. Your opinion can be swayed. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that being said, it is the sole, uh, so like v- vamp notwithstanding, it is the soul of the original like top of deck tutor cycles mm-hmm. that that remains pointed. Yep. Um, Worldly uh, tutor not pointed, enlightened tutor not pointed. Were two? They were pointed at one point. They were at yes. Point, they were pointed. Yeah, and they are not now. Yep. So mystical is the last that remains of those. Yep. Um. So that being said, should we should we do it? Yeah. Should we do it? So we're gonna give her a thumbs up. One, two, three. <laughs> yeah. I I sort of figured this is where we were gonna come at. I do not think that mystical tutor needs to be pointed. Interesting. Like you're you're thinking it just needs to come off entirely. I think that the card is actively bad. And um if you put that card in your deck, you should probably put something else in your deck because because it doesn't deserve its point your point is better spent on some something else like tainted pact for example i think the minute that the 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 minute that uh it no longer could find ancestor recall or time lock and also be able to be pitched a force of will and be able to find gifts of given and be able to find intuition uh (laughs) and be able to find any of the other tutors that's the point at which i would be comfortable (laughs) <laughs> with it being zero points. Uh, it is such a powerful enabler to me that it being at one point in, in perpetuity is acceptable. So if this card was no points, uh, uh-huh. I, I would consider playing it in some decks. Some okay. decks. But the fact that you have to spend a point to play this very bad card makes me not ever want to put it in a deck ever. <sighs> when you say bad, I feel like it's just it needs to have the right home and then in that home it's disgusting um again you're like we talked about how off like demonic tutor is four points because we don't want people to have two copies of seven point cards right Mm -hmm. yep the issue is that this is the second copy of almost every seven like of of the the majority at least two of the best seven pointed cards in the game Mm mm-hmm and and you just get it for a single point. Mm-hmm. Not good. And and you also get to get intuition. Like there there is no amount of times that I won't put this in the deck in a deck if my kill is instant and sorcery based. <laughs> like in scape shift, this in in a gifts package, this it. I I'm so up on the card. Feels but bad, man. Again, if you're if you're just getting if you're tutoring a card to hold it in hand for later, like if you're tutoring a counter spell, forget it. That's stupid. 
and and I don't think and I don't think that this if all you were getting with this card is like Terminus or you know Bonfire of the Damned, then it's zero points. But as long as you can get those pointed cards with this, like the the plethora of pointed cards with this card, so. <clears throat> You're going to Mystical Tutor for Demonic Tutor so that you can search for another card. Mm. And in the process of doing this, you're either dead to attackers or your opponent has lined up some way to interact with you or you don't have enough mana to do everything. I just win the game. It's unlikely. I'm playing, I'm playing a blue deck, so I have control elements. I've been able to hold things off, and now I get to win with the card that I draw. And then you're spending your control elements to try to keep your opponent from killing you, uh, but at the same time, you don't have enough control elements to protect your own win conditions. It's a single point. It's a single point in your deck. Would you prefer I played in, in like, Dig Through Time? Uh, 10 out of 10 would play a Dig time, dig Through Time before I played a Absolutely not. Absolutely 10 out not. of 10, and I would not play a Dig Through Time. So that tells you how high I am on Mystical Tutor. No, Mystical Tutor, very good card. <laughs> okay, right, this, the next... This is your first disagreement. I love the next, that. The next card on the, the, the list is Price of Progress. <sighs> this is a card that has killed both of us, I think. So, um, let me think... I don't know. I've I've definitely died to a price of progress in Legacy. Like I've died like many times. I don't know if a price of progress has ever killed me in Canadian Highlander. I've killed myself with one. But <laughs> the game is a draw. <laughs> yeah, Josh bolted me in response. <laughs> yeah, it was a draw. We both died at the exact same moment. Oh, uh, that's amazing. So, <clears throat> price of progress. Uh the only red card on the points list breach oh underworld breach is on there too yeah it? It, it was it so red didn't have a single pointed card for a very long time uh and then they like then breach obviously is mm-hmm. sort of a, a messed up yogs will and uh this is sort of the only point like only i'm not gonna say required but it's the card that sort of like slots so easily into red aggro decks mm-hmm. um that Basically, if you're in a red aggro deck, like a, a predominantly red aggro deck mm-hmm. where you're not going to play a lot of dual lands, yeah. you're starting with nine points because this card just gets slammed in. Yep. Like to the point where like it doesn't, I, I think I talked to Ryan about it and he's like, I would play this card at three points mm-hmm. because it wins him so many games. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that it most certainly does. It's not unusual for a price of progress to deal six, eight, ten damage. Mm-hmm. You know what could find that is Mystic Tutor. And it's... It could. You're right. Um, and then, like, the longer the game goes on, the the more powerful this card becomes. Oh, it becomes incredibly lethal. Like, you can, you literally watch yourself. I think we, you and I have had uh, games that we've commentated where we watch a player's life total and their lands, like their non-basic lands. <laughs> yeah. And there's, like, this slow overlap of, like, their life comes down we're, and their number of non-basics go up. Right, and, and now we're in price of progress range. Yes. We're, like, all they got to do is talk. I think, and, and I've seen, like, Ben Ben Wheeler in the, the finals of this last, mm-hmm. uh, the 2020U championship, he yep. was on Mono Red. Yes. And, like, there were points at which he's just, like, Price of progress. They're dead. Just, pop, just need a price of progress. Yeah, one just one time. Lucky, lucky one time. It's dirt cheap mana wise. 
it is it goes in decks where you're playing just basic lands and mm -hmm. it incentivizes playing basic lands mm -hmm. uh and it's a phenomenal card it's mm -hmm. super well it's super well designed it's, it's it's weird how it's like almost a tax effect that's stapled onto a sorcery it, it is such a unique design in that regard um, a lot of a lot of the ways that that the red decks can tax your mana base are with things like Ankh of Mishra, where it's a permanent that's in play, and mm. you 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 get to see it and play around it. But with, but with Price of Progress, like they could draw it off the top of their deck at any point in time, and all of your choices that you have made for the game up until this point have mattered, yeah. and you didn't even know it. <laughs> that's actually a great point. Yeah, like. If you and if you're if you're a Canlander player, like a seasoned Canlander player, you always have it in your mind. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, and some I know I know which players have it in their deck, and well, I guess we play face up points anyway. So if it's in yeah. your deck, we would know anyway. But uh, something that something that uh, that that I, I I keep remembering is there was this one game where I played against Ryan. Um, this was probably a month or so ago. I'm playing five color. And he's, he just, he just kept scathing, you know, and he was like, you are flawlessly playing against uh price of progress right now. Mm. And, and, you know, cause some, my deck was just letting me, you know, I yeah. had, I had fetch lanes that were the right colors so that I could fetch basics and not, not be hindering my game plan moving forward. Mm -hmm. And uh, it turns out it didn't matter cause he didn't even have the price of progress in his hand. But then nope. there are, then there are other games where your deck just does not allow you to do that. No, you need green white mana on turn one or turn two, and mm. your only fetch land is an arid mesa. So you're so you're forced to go get a non basic land. Yep. And, and then the, like, and there's just nothing that you can do about that. Yeah, and and that fetch is going to deal you damage on top of that. So it's like doing double duty, right? Like you're mm -hmm. taking the point of damage, and so like it's doing both of the things. Where like so the natural state of the game, right? Everybody's playing is like it's always going like that right and it's like so uh, similarly you know you can you can play this game of magic and then get really hosed by a blood moon your right. opponent plays a blood moon you're like oh well i can't play magic anymore price of progress actually just kills you yes <laughs> it, it just goes it just ends the game immediately which actually preferable in a lot of cases a hundred percent i would yeah, rather just... i would rather die to a price of progress because i have a greedy mana base than have to play yeah. 10 turns underneath a blood moon oh my god all right so does price of progress deserve its point three two one Oh, we agreed on this one. Interesting. We were just having this discussion, and you were super pro. Keep let it let it have its point. What uh, cha what changed your mind? I think. All right, so I'm torn. This is you're catching me at a point at which, like, I am okay with it being a point, uh, but I go back and forth. Okay. Um, I like it at one point. I do like it at one point. I think that it almost needs to be free because of how greedy mana bases have gotten. 
Um, yes, first of all, yes. But also, I think that it's really silly to point this singular two-mana thing that can deal a bunch of damage when there are so many two-mana things that can deal a whole bunch of damage. Take, for example, Murktide Regent. Granted, there is a difference here in that Murktide Regent doesn't kill them the turn that you played it, but rather the right. turn after that. But come on. Yeah, sort of sort of lines up in the same way. But Murktide is is proactive in a very specific way. Like it's yeah. just a it's just a beater. Yes. Um but these 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 two things do not equal one another. I'm just saying no. this is a prime example of a two mana thing that can deal a whole lot of damage. I think if you really wanted to I, I sort of brought it up earlier that like every red deck, or at least every like red axe deck, two two color red deck or less slams this card without thinking starts with nine points mm -hmm. that's silly yeah the card either needs to be three points like two or three points or none at all mm. and you need to decide you need to decide whether or not you want to go hard at multicolor land bases at multicolor mana bases or just allow them to flourish yeah so I, I and there's that there's this weird dyad when you start talking about it that way or like what I said with it about it as being this weird taxing effect that you don't even see coming in that um, it, is it pointed because it's abusive towards multicolored mana bases or is it pointed because it has a propensity to end the game? Because if it's pointed because it's abusive towards multicolored mana bases, that's very silly because there are a million cards that are pointed for that exact reason. Yeah. Or sorry, a million cards that are not pointed for that reason. Can I, uh, can oh, I tell you the reason I think it is pointed? Or, or is it pointed because it does a whole bunch of damage because, again, there are a bunch of cards that do that that are not pointed? Yes, please tell me the reason that it's pointed. I don't think it's either of those. Okay. I think that the, that the rules committee, and this is sort of like... I don't want to put any words in anybody's mouth, but I just want to say, I, I want to say this. I believe that it is a point so that red decks can't play Lotus mocks in the same list. And this is their, this is their step, their, their little trip because come, come if on, you, man, is the red, hang on, hang on. Listen, <laughs> just play, the just let them play Lotus mocks. Come on, man. Right. So I believe that this was the logic in their minds is red decks get to free roll lotus mocks like mono red decks get to yeah. get to free roll lotus yeah. mocks and don't have any other cards that they really care about because they can play zero points if that's and if that's yes they can play zero points and if that's the point then i i mean just play lotus mocks you don't even need price of progress that's sort of what i'm getting at it's like, like deck decks that could really could really benefit from lotus mocks going back and forth i'm like oh well you know i'm playing like strip mine and like these points and this point and like you know i got of course i'm playing the price of progress because that's like the the coolest card that's a point so like it really like stat like it basically throws like a pebble into the gears of this machine and like one of two cogs come off and they're like oh no i can't <laughs> But at the end of the day, I think that a lot of these lists would be way better served just going, just playing Black Lotus. Like, play Black Lotus. Mm -hmm. No, no, I totally, I totally agree with you. So, yeah, it, it either needs, you either need to point it with intent, which which is two points, or you need to not point it at all, mm -hmm. which is zero. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so right. If the card is, if the card is so cracked that it needs to be pointed, why not, why not give it a little bit of credit? some more points. Yeah. Huh. That's really interesting. I've never yeah. thought about that before. 
Which are, there are other decks that they get to they get to play Lotus Mox like mm-hmm. Mono Green, like Mono Green, Mono, mono Black, like Mono Black. Yeah, and and like you know, they could play a Tainted Pact. Yeah, no, but they don't because they get to play Lotus Mox. Right. Lotus okay. Is the card. So the next card on the list is a Survival of the Fittest. Why don't you go off yeah. about this one, King? Because I know you love this card. So this is a very pointed. Uh, this this card is very special to me specifically because I grew up playing Tempest. It was the first standard set that I played. Um, and this card specifically was the first standard deck that I played that I actually had success with, which was the Rexer deck, um, which was like my first experience of like, I, I can build these deep synergies inside of my deck. And I owned the gold bordered like championship Champo deck mm-hmm. of this deck. And I, and I adored, I still have one of the gold bordered survival of the That's fittest. That's amazing. From, from when I was a little kid. Oh, it's amazing. Um, and, and I recently bought like the, a black bordered version like a couple of years ago because uh, my wife who was wonderful was like, this card means a lot to you. Just go do it. And, <laughs> and so I ended up getting a copy, like I traded in some stuff and I got a copy of survival and recurring nightmare yes. at the same time. Yes. And I adore these cards completely. There is so if you are a person out there that grew up in the same era and you like survival of the fittest and recurring nightmare, uh, you should play Canadian Highlander because you can yes. play both of those cards in Canadian Highlander. Yes, you can. <laughs> and they're good. Re- Recurring Nightmare is zero points. It sure Survi- is. So Survival was recently dropped from two to one. It was Again, two for yes. a very long time. Yes, changed in the same points change that uh, uh, Mystical Tutor got changed in. It yeah. went down from uh, two to one. Yeah, this was a nod to you trying to, I think... <laughs> beef up some of the creature based yeah because because there is just fury and pyrokinesis everywhere right now yeah and decks like sandy b are uh suffering for it yeah which is fine like there's seasons there's seasons for yeah absolutely um so the the card doesn't really it, it has two modes and mode one is where you have a toolbox of creatures that you get to basically pitch whatever is in your hand mm-hmm. to find the toolbox for the right card for the right moment. Yep. Um, the other mode is the total degen um, pitch, 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 find like find your recursion engine and then just start ripping cards out of your graveyard over and right. over and, and combo combo off. Yeah. Um, in either case, the card costs mana to play two mana to play and it costs a green mana to activate every time. Mm-hmm. And that's the limiting factor. Yep. Especially, so we talked about how Fury sort of like limits the amount of green mana that you could produce because it's sort of um, hostile to one toughness creatures right yes. now. Yes. Almost every creature that makes mana has one toughness, especially yes. the ones that make green mana. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It, and it's sort of been, it, it's hard out here, hard out there for an elf. <laughs> Yeah, most definitely. So I also have a recurring nightmare survival of the fittest deck, but mine uh, goes and gets uh, an Atraxa and then Mm -hmm. you discard the Atraxa and then you go get a loyal retainers and then you cast the loyal retainers and reanimate the Atraxa. So uh, it also has lines with like uh, chaos defiler and, and uh, you know, Mm -hmm. recurring nightmare, but it's, it's, it's sort of like a a grindy mid rangey reanimator ish kind of thing. 
Um, but another cost is that you have to have a creature in hand to make it work. You have yeah. to discard a creature. And so yeah. um, uh, Cranky, who was playing FNM a few weeks ago, had a survival in his Cradle Hoof deck. And his list was from before the points changed, so he was only playing nine points. And uh, we were talking about the point spread a little bit, you know, and he said the survival is just kind of awkward because he he plays all of his creatures to the board, you know, and then you draw a survival off of the top. You don't have a creature in your hand, doesn't do anything. Yeah. Yeah, it's if you're if you're playing the board and you don't have a card that you're holding or like especially if you don't have a card that's like a higher CMC, like a lot of those elf decks are like mm-hmm. your your curve is basically one 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 six. Yes. Uh, yeah, there's there's very little reason to like you could activate it a ton in one turn, but right on it, it, you know if if your deck is nice to you, yeah. but you don't want to you don't want to hold that creature in your hand hoping that you draw the the uh, survival so that you can yeah. discard the creature like that's you know you're you're just handicapping yourself. Yeah, it, you, you require it requires you play in a certain way and build in a certain way to really gain all of the benefit out of the card. That being said, it is a repeatable tutor. Yeah. It is a repeatable tutor to hand. Yeah, and it puts and it puts cards into your graveyard at the same time. Which is the best place to put them. Heck yeah, buddy. <laughs> so does Survival of the Fittest deserve its points? Three, two, one. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm I'm really happy that it went down to one. I appreciate yeah. that nod. Um, but I absolutely think survival of the fittest deserves its point. <laughs> yes. To the point where, um, yeah, I don't, I'm still running nine points in my list that had it. Mm-hmm. I would still play it at two points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred, a, a one pointed survival of the fittest is somebody blowed me a kiss and telling me that I'm beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a gift to me. And I don't know how good that gift is, but I'm, I'm going to accept it. <laughs> It, it mostly just lets me play vamp in my in my uh, dredge deck. Yeah, I mean, I haven't. I also haven't went back and revisited that five color list since since survival went down to one. Um, so, uh, I mean, I'm also playing nine points in that list right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's. It's so funny that we're talking about one pointed cards and like what's good and what's not when a lot of decks are running nine points right now and are just choosing to not play any of the one one pointed cards. cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of them are very specific. Like, mm-hmm. you need to build your deck in a certain way, and if your deck isn't built that way, then you can't really apply that one-pointed card. Yeah, I agree. The next card that we're going to talk about is not that. No. This is... Uh, <laughs> this, this is This is one of my favorite one-pointed cards, yes. It is, yes. It is Tainted Pact. What is this, from Odyssey? So, uh, the original Tainted Pact... Mm-hmm. Um, I can see the art in my head, but I'm not sure what set it was in. It, it's got the little, it's got the, the Mirari in it, it, doesn't it? Yeah, that would be Odyssey then. Yeah. It has rad art on it. It's yes. Like the, guy, the guy with, is he wearing earmuffs? <laughs> so, uh, Tainted Pact is one of my favorite cards. And uh, it is not because of Thassa's Oracle. So, no. uh, ever since Lelia the Blade Reforged got printed last year, uh, which is a card that I've been obsessed with for quite some time. It has been my dream to attack with a Lelia the Blade Reforged, have my opponent declare no blockers, and then 
put a tainted pact on the stack because Lelia counts iterations. Mm-hmm. So you exile a card with tainted pact, you say no, then you exile another one. She gets another trigger. Yeah. So it, it's a splinter twin. They just die. Yes. And I have not got to do this yet and I want to do it really bad. It is it is effectively an instant speed kill because Lelia has haste. Yeah. And this card is an instant. Yes. And so like the, the modes of what what the card actually does is almost less important of the side the side benefit of it which right is yes exiling your graveyard or exiling your library exiling your library so uh it's also just a demonic tutor and the only the only yeah. restriction that you have in in being able to do this is that you you can't run uh two of the same card name which hello welcome to canadian highlander well that that does include basic lands it does it does include basic lands hello welcome to canadian highlander yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it notably you can play a basic with a snow covered basic. Yes, that's what I do. Yeah, uh, and it, it still lets you in a three color deck. It still lets you play five or six basic lands. Yes, you sort of have to play this in three plus color decks though, because mm. like it, it gets doesn't... it gets weird. It gets hard to build a mana base in a, two, in, a... in a two color deck with yeah with without you know having repeat basic lands. Not great. It's it's you start it's, some it's real hard stuff. It's hard. That's for sure. Yeah. Running running four basics in a two color deck, or that don't. that being said, um, like it, it like I said, it is literally just demonic tutor. Yeah, yeah. You, you can to, you can find any card that you want in your deck. Doesn't even matter. As long as as long as you don't care about like there's no specific combos that require cards be in your library. Yeah. Um. You're you're generally fine. Like. The the Thassa's Oracle decks. This is sort of Thassa's Oracle is effectively an eight pointed card because mm. of the or because, because this, of card. this card. Yeah, because you have to run them together. Mm-hmm. Um, they're so efficient. Yep. Um, and the the again, it's like an instant speed thing. Where like yes, it is. It is an instant speed card, which is yeah. which is also absurd to me. Demonic mm. tutor, demonic tutor, but it's an instant. So. Does Tainted Pact deserve its point? Three, two, one, go. Yes. Yeah. Tainted Pact most definitely deserves its point, And I yeah. would argue that Tainted Pact deserves a few more points. Yeah, you're sort of on the three point. I think that Tainted Pact is a three point card. Yes. Uh, so a uh, prime example of why I think this is your Thassa's Oracle deck. Should you really just get to be able to play another pointed card in there? Uh, I mean, yeah, that's a good question. I mean, Seeker Walk doesn't get additional points. Those, yeah, po- those Seeker Walk. Those po- cards are pointed because they go together. Yeah. And Tainted Pact and Thassa's Oracle them. is way more efficient than that. I would argue, though, I would prefer... Oracle go to eight and this card go to two instead of seven and three. Mm, interesting. Thassa's I would Oracle prefer the, that. Thassa's Oracle, the first eight pointed card. I'm comfortable with it. <laughs> I just, if I don't have to see it ever again, I'm, I like it. Like, I know we talked about bringing it down in points, but mm-hmm. that's sort of like. The card is also just stupid. It's please, just not fun. Please don't. Yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, uh, jokes aside, uh, it is not difficult to build your deck in a way that tainted pact is literally just instant speed demonic tutor and it seems insane to me every single time i cast that card i go is this real 
yeah, it's it's sort of whenever somebody like I've never cast the card. I don't own a copy of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but every time I it's cast against me, I know it's finding the exact card to yeah. destroy me. <laughs> yeah. Like it, I think Josh was playing. Um, yeah, he had it in Mardu. Ninja's Josh, not Mardu. Oh, Josh. okay. Uh, Ninja's Josh, got it. Uh, he was playing that Sultai deck against me, mm-hmm. and I was on Dredge, and he cast that card. He cast his card, Tainted Pact, and I was like, "Oh no! Oh really? <laughs> yeah." He was like, "Yeah, you need to get the card. You only need one thing." What? What yeah. did he? What did he get with it? I believe it was just the first graveyard. I think it was a scavenger news. Oh, okay. like he just got it right away. That's He's less. Like, yeah, this one. That's less exciting. He did have like five green mana though, so he cast it and he just like num 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 num. And every time I try to do something, he's just like, "Great, make my scoops bigger." Rip. Read, read a repulsive me. Make my monster grow. Oh my god! I love a Power Rangers reference. <laughs> oh yeah, we read a. We're, <laughs> we're zordon <laughs> i'm zordon look at me you are zordon yeah i'm like a billy <laughs> oh my gosh oh boy all right or, thanks my alpha five thanks thanks for listening to magic dad's podcast yeah. really appreciate you guys hanging out with us we got one more part to go on this one so until then I just want to remind you that we're proud. We're of proud you. of you. Yes, I did get my hair cut. Bye. Bye. I love you. Kiss, kiss.